Happy Friday. What is going on, guys? It is DK. Back at you with another video here to talk about the three-game NBA slate. Uh, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. I make content for DraftKings, for NBA Top Shot, and for Prize Picks. Uh, if you are looking for more in-depth content for DFS, I do offer that on Patreon.com. A couple different packages, NBA, USFL package. We have been absolutely on fire so far in the NBA. Um, I was all over Denver uh, tonight. We'll get to that uh, here in a sec. But yeah, if you guys are interested in that, you can check out my Patreon linked down below. And the sponsor of today's video is Prize Picks, where if you guys watched my Prize Picks video, went three for three tonight uh, over on Jaron Jackson Jr. rebounds, who don't get me started there. Do not get me started. But he hit his over rebounds, Jokic over fancy points, Morris over fancy points. Um, so yeah, but if you're a first time viewer to, or a first time price books user, you can use my discount code or my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. That is basically free hundred dollars to play with on the site. If you deposit using my code. Um, all right. So before we get into the players and the prices, let's take a look back at up here from tonight. So once again, we keep the hot streak going. That's like five or six straight days of cashing tournaments missed by a couple points in high stakes though. Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, I know what I'm getting into. One game. Can you just stay out of massive foul trouble for one game at this ownership? I am on full tilt mode, guys. Full tilt mode. Because number one, Jaron Jackson Jr. not only gets in foul trouble, massive foul trouble. I mean, three fouls in 10 minutes, four fouls in 11 minutes, fourth to right, right to start, right away to start the second half, and then his fifth in like 15 minutes. Just lost huge minutes um and then chalk brandon clark gets extra run because jaron jackson jr gets a massive foul trouble now you know i know some of you say oh you, you gotta expect that from jaron jackson jr well he's not gonna get in foul trouble every single game one of these games he's gonna stay out of foul trouble and smash i was banking on being tonight at low ownership to kind of leverage that clark chalk um, and of course he just gets a massive foul show. But Jaron Jackson Jr. was playing like he was producing well when he's on the court. I think he only played like 20 or so minutes. Um, so give him his, you know, 30, 35 minutes. He's having a great game at this price point. So full pain there, guys. Uh, like just keep your hands to yourself. God, I knew, I mean, I knew it, right? I knew going in when I had Jaron Jackson Jr. It's like, this is going to be a painful night. It just, one of these games is going to stay out of foul trouble and smash. Um, but yeah, I'm that that tilted me beyond belief. Slow mo was a little bit disappointing, but I had a core of Spencer Dinwiddie who smashed uh, Jokic, Morris, and Barton. So I was you guys knew from the video YouTube video as well. I loved the Denver starters: Jokic, Gordon, Barton, Morris. Jokic and Gordon were absolute smashes. Barton and Morris were solid on this slate. Um, Maxi Kleba also. Like how much bad luck can I get? Massive foul trouble for Maxi Kleba as well. Low owned too. Lower owned than Brandon Clark. I went to him over Clark. Kleba would have outperformed Clark. Kleba would have outperformed Clark. Three fouls in like eight minutes in the first half. Picked up his fourth right away. Like Kleba also missed out in huge minutes. So I had massive foul trouble with Jackson and Kleba. Um, so it's full tilt mode. And I still cash in low stakes tournaments. Um, but yeah, uh, that's basically it for the luck back. Uh, Jokic, half the field faded him. You guys knew I was all over him. I mean, I made that very, very clear. Um, he absolutely smashed in a, in a must-win game. One other thing. Is Mike Malone serious with those rotations? A must-win game in the fourth quarter. They have Bones Highland, Austin Rivers, Bryn Forbes, Jermichael Green, and Boogie Cousins on the court. In a must-win game. 
He also dusted off Fancudo Campazzo. 11-man rotation in a must-win game. I'm serious when I say this. He deserves to be fired. He's not a good coach. Like, you cannot do that in a must-win playoff game. I don't care if your starters are tired. Call more timeouts, right? Jokic is tired. Okay, just use your timeouts in the fourth quarter or when he's tired. Use them periodically every six minutes. Give him a rest then. You cannot run an 11-man rotation in a must-win game. Just awful coaching by Mike Malone. He should be canned. He should be. Like, I'm, I'm very serious when I say that. He should be fired uh, for this rotation uh, that he's run the first three games so far in the playoffs. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is it for the look back, guys. So let's talk about the three games. So we'll start off uh, with the Miami side. So Miami, obviously, you saw what Jimmy Butler did last game. Completely took over one for 64 fancy points. His price went up a little bit. I think he'll, be, he'll definitely get more ownership than last night. I mentioned I liked him as a lower-owned play last night. He went off. Um, but um, he, he should get more ownership now. Twice did come up a little bit, but obviously the ceiling's there for Jimmy, and he's going to play huge minutes. Now, Bam and Abayo got massive foul trouble last game, only played 24 minutes. So um, box score watchers, they might avoid Bam and Abayo. I think that's a pretty big mistake. Um, I think he plays, you know, mid-30s minutes in this game. So I think Bam at 7K is just too underpriced. With Hero and Lowry, they're both like solid plays. Hero probably has the higher ceiling, a little bit of a lower floor. Lowry, I played him last slate. Obviously, it was frustrating, but literally, he just stood in the corner because Jimmy Butler did everything. But, you know, majority of the time, Lowry is more involved, getting getting more assists. So, I still think he's a solid option at 6'5". Uh, Max Struss at 4'7", um, you know, should play around 20 minutes. You can use him in tournaments, but his minutes are not necessarily secure. Oladipo's been out of the rotation. Duncan Robinson barely played last game. He only played seven minutes. Um, PJ Tucker, 4K. I mean, you know, we're getting out of him, probably playing 25 to 30 minutes. Um, I think we'll be good to go in this one, but, uh, we'll, we'll monitor it. Um, if he can't go, maybe a guy like, you know, Caleb Martin could be a uh, viable. Um, but I expect everyone to be available here for Miami. And then Gabe Vincent, 3-6. He's actually been a pretty big part of the playoff rotation, 25 and 26 minutes. If we get over 20 minutes from a 3.6K Vincent, um, sure. I think he is definitely a decent value play. And then Deadman too, right? So, uh, hope backup Bam probably play around 15 minutes. When Bam got in foul trouble, Miami actually chose to go small instead of bringing Deadman. But Deadman will be productive when he's on the court. So, I think he's viable for salary relief. All right. And the Atlanta side. So, Trey Young definitely in play for tournaments. It's a tough, tough matchup. But, um, obviously, has the ceiling and he's had to do everything for the team. Uh, John Collins, I like quite a bit. Um, started, played 29 minutes. I think his minutes go up even more here. He played basically all his minutes at the five, which is really, really good. So I think Collins stands out as one of the better plays in the mid-range. Bogdanovich, another you know high ceiling play, a little bit of a low floor, but uh, coming off the bench, they need his offense. So uh, Collins and Bogdanovich, the two guys, you know, kind of secondary hawks that had the highest ceiling. And then this grouping of like Herder, Gallinari, Hunter all kind of just look okay to me. Herder played 34 minutes last game. Gallinari, I believe, got his minutes cut. Yeah, he only played 22. But he's also played games where he's, like, pushed for 40 minutes. And then DeAndre Hunter, probably your safest just because he's they actually need him out there for defense, but not a guy that has a super high ceiling. So they're kind of just, like, secondary options. Okongu at 4-5 feels a little bit pricey with um, John Collins starting at the 5 uh, and them not playing alongside each other. So don't think I can go there. DeLon Wright at 3-4 has played well for this team. Played 29 minutes last game. Um, if we get over 20 minutes from a 3.4K DeLon Wright with shooting guard eligibility, I think he's a pretty solid value. 
All right, Milwaukee and Chicago. So the big news, obviously, is Middleton is out for, what was it, three to four weeks or two, at least two weeks. Um, so, I mean, you have Giannis and you have Drew without Middleton in a great matchup. I think both look phenomenal again. I mean, Giannis under the combo stands out as an amazing spend-up if you can afford him. Went for 75 fancy points last game. And Drew Holiday, 8K, obviously, I have to do a lot more offensively. I think he makes for a decent mid-range option. Um, yeah, those two look really, really good. Now, with Middleton out... I don't know if Bobby Portis necessarily sees a minutes bump. Like, do they really want to run lineups with Lopez, Portis, and Giannis? But at 5.7K, if we get like 26 or so minutes in Portis, then I do think he's somebody you can consider in the mid-range. Brooke Lopez played a lot more last game because Portis left and did not return. I would expect, you know, Lopez to play around 30 minutes, which makes him a fair play in the mid-range. And then these, like, this grouping of value should get more minutes, obviously, with Milton House. Like Grayson Allen, Wes Matthews, Matt Connaughton, Matt, Pat Connaughton. These guys should all play uh, a little bit more. So they're all playable values. Allen's been awful last couple games, but we know he is a guy that does have a ceiling and can knock down his shots. Wesley Matthews played 34 minutes. Um, I don't know if I can stomach a 4.1K Wes Matthews, but he'll probably play decent minutes. And Pat Connaughton should see mid-20s minutes. All three of those guys are in play. I don't know if they dust anyone off. Like, maybe they dust off Noir a little bit um, with Middleton out. I mean, you've been seeing a little bit of Javon Carter run for some reason. I don't know why. But, yeah, that's really it for Milwaukee. And the Chicago side, once again, I'm really high in Chicago. I mean, these price points are just too cheap. So, DeRozan, Vooch, Levine, standouts. Three of the better plays in the slate in the mid-range. DeRozan has played 43 and 44 minutes so far in the series. So I think he looks good. I think Vucevic looks like a very safe play, 39, 36 minutes. Um, they're running a lot of their offense through Vooch. And then Zach Levine, who was uh, quiet last night, but played 40 or last game, but played 43 minutes. So the main guys for Chicago, I really, really like. Caruso, I played him a low ownership last night. He absolutely smashed. Now the price had come up to 5-1. So this feels about right for Caruso. I'm thinking he's playing mid-30s minutes. He's obviously a great defender, but um, 5.1, just more of a secondary play for me. Patrick Williams also saw a minutes bump. He played 32 minutes. I think he's a fair value play. Obviously, one of their better defenders. Um, I don't think I can stomach anyone else. Like, you saw a little bit of Kobe White, a little bit of Io, a little bit of Derrick Jones Jr., a little bit of Jonte Green, a little bit of Tristan Thompson, but not enough to really consider any of these guys. Um, I think Green played the most off the bench, and he played 14 minutes, so... It's really just the starters I'm looking to for Chicago. And finally, Phoenix and the Pelicans. So the Suns could be in trouble here. Series tied. No Devin Booker for a couple weeks. This is a pretty important game for the Suns. So Chris Paul, 8.9K, I think stands out as a super safe play. They're going to need his offense here. So I think he is underpriced even, even at 8.9. I think he might play close to that 40-minute mark without Booker. So... I really like Chris Paul here. DeAndre Aiden at 7-6. Of course, he does nothing when I play him, but every other game he goes for 40-plus fancy points. But, yeah, he's going to play around 35 minutes. Uh, doesn't really get a bump with Booker out, though. Mikel Bridges, 6-2. He's just a safe play. Don't love him, don't hate him, but he's going to play around 40 minutes. Probably gets you close to 30 fancy points. It's just fine. Jay Crowder, 4-9. Uh, again, I played him at low ownership last night. 2 of 11 shooting. Still in for 21 fancy points. He's playing close to 30 minutes, maybe a little bit more uh, with Booker out. He's a fair play, but the guy that really stands out is Cam Johnson, 4.7K, most likely going to start and probably play, you know, mid-30s minutes. I really like Cam Johnson here for value. I do think you might see a little minutes bump for Cam Payne, who's only played 17 minutes back-to-back -back games. He has not been great, but um, I think he's in play for tournaments. 
McGee price point went down a bit on him to like a playable amount. You know, if you do get eight in foul trouble or something, McGee could play more. So a viable tournament play. I do think you see some Shamit in the rotation. We saw uh, them dust him off when Booker went down. So I just don't know if I can stomach 3.8K unless he starts. I guess there's a chance he starts. I would think though Phoenix wants to start Cam Johnson, but we'll see. Um, and then Torrey Craig probably sees a little bit of run, but not enough for me to consider him. And finally, the Pelicans. So I've been all over the Pelicans last couple of slates. Well, the price point finally went up on Ingram. So this is where he should be, 9K. So Ingram is kind of just there, right? Um, he's going to play huge minutes, but 9K for him, that feels like a, the price is right. So I'm not saying you can't play Ingram, but he's no longer, you know, sub AK, way too cheap. Now McCollum, I still know that he's underpriced. Like I said, the, the Pelicans, if you look at their roster, there's only two guys that can make plays. It's basically like the Dallas Mavs and Lucas out. And the reason I was very high in Dinwiddie and Brunson, again, with Luke out, is you look at Dallas and you just see Dorian Finney-Smith stand in the corner. Kleba stand in the corner. Uh, Reggie Bullock stand in the corner, right? And they just let Dinwiddie and Brunson do everything. Well, that's basically the Pelicans, right? You see JV hang around the rim. CJ and Ingram do everything, and then everyone else just stands in the corner. So um, I think McCollum is too cheap at 8.2K. He's going to play huge minutes. I like him quite a bit. Um, Jonas Valanciunas, so uh, if he was playing 35 minutes, I would be all over him in this spot. The reason I'm a little bit hesitant here is because Larry Nance has played extremely well, and they've been closing the halves with Larry Nance out there, not JV. So that is a concern. Right, if we're only going to see 25-ish minutes from JV, it's just a tournament play. He could still get there in that time, but it's not as likely. So JV, um, my, one of my boys, definitely more of a tournament-only play. Herbert Jones at 4-5, he's going to play huge minutes. So he's he's a pretty similar you know, player to Mikel Bridges. Going to play huge minutes, doesn't really have a ceiling, but probably won't kill you. Um. And then Larry Nance, 4-2. I actually like him for value. They've been closing with him uh, in, in the uh, each half. Um, I think he's going to play around 20 minutes. He's been very productive. Um, he'll play the five. So, yeah, I think Nance is a solid value. Um, I think I prefer him to JV with, with the amount of minutes uh, that Nance has been playing. And then the last guy I'll mention here is Trey Murphy, who uh, did play 20 minutes. Uh, they didn't close them, though. They closed the Alvarado. But Murphy, I think, you know, has the opportunity to play mid-20s minutes. Um, so I think he looks pretty decent. Now, Jackson Hayes, I'll mention him at 3.3K too. Played 20 minutes. Um, did play a little bit more than the previous uh, game. He's very cheap. If he continues to start, you can use him. Don't expect big minutes from Hayes. But if we get like 15 to 20 minutes, he can probably get you, you know, 10 to 15 fancy points or so. So yeah, you're not gonna go good about it. But um, if he continues to start, then sure, you can you can play a guy like Hayes. All right, guys, so that will do it for the video tonight. Uh, again, if you have been enjoying the YouTube videos, just make sure to uh, subscribe, hit the like button. All that good stuff helps me out a ton. Make sure to check out my prize fix video as well. I want three for three for three for three tonight. Hoping to keep that going tomorrow. Also, check out my USFL uh, video for week two. Um, there's feeling pretty good about that one. So, um, yeah, that's all I got, guys. Enjoy the rest of your night, and I will see you in the next video.